Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Money and Mandem. I'm David. I'm Jerry. I'm Joshua. I'm Ramon. And I'm Tani, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Now, moving on swiftly, so joining on. Talking about so Facebook social network, Pum bubble. Oh yeah, because yeah, Alibaba as well. It sounds like they were very well. Who was that? Talk? Was it? Was that was good for. Yeah, it was, it was good, good for them. Yeah. yeah, when that happened, because all the other players like couldn't get money to like improve their companies, so it kind of let Alibaba chill a bit. Not chill, but like it gave them breathing room. Basically, they were able to basically focus on themselves more during that time rather than all the other people. Yeah. I mean, all the other competitors. Yeah, because other companies were literally running off high. Like, I mean, we're literally right now, but not as big in um, magnitude. So, yeah. Was but it actually? Sorry. It's like to be fair, a lot of them were, but a company like Microsoft, I don't really think you can call that hype. That was that was absolutely one Microsoft. There were like twenty. That's true. Random. <laughs> Just useless companies. Yeah. Oh my days. So yeah. But yeah. I mean, stronger survive, you know. That's life. Stronger survive. Would you say sorry? The strongest survive, innit? Oh yeah. So Microsoft. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, we're seeing bare unprofitable companies right now. Or yeah, unprofitable in terms of like they haven't made profit. And I mean, they're still doing all right in terms of, you know, funding and all of that. So, at what point, like, how many years before we're like, nah, we've had enough? (laughs) No. You guys have been losing money for 10 years. What's what's going on? Crazy though. Because let's say, like, Netflix, yeah. Okay, so Netflix has a huge pile of debt and everything, but they don't make money. So then, is it that you say that Netflix, People should just be like, yeah, burn Netflix, and Netflix will just disappear. Because that can't really happen, right? It's, it can't happen anymore. Yeah. No, but that's the thing, because the, the world basically runs on debt. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. I don't... It does and it doesn't. Because even countries... How is every country in debt just all the time? It's, it's like, who? <laughs> it doesn't no. make sense. They're in debt to themselves. Like the US, like <laughs> was into the central bank. Yeah. But then they just like they just print more money. Like it just doesn't make sense. I don't get it. But then for example, okay, Uber. Are Uber profitable yet? I don't think so, right? No way. That's what I'm saying. So how many years? Uber's been around for a while now. It's been a good Don't worry, they're still growing, they're still growing, they're still growing. Uber gets intangible assets, right? So brand equity. Uh, yeah, proprietary. Uh, no, but it's not a profitable company. Yeah, but like, then it's it make money. It has potential to be profitable. Yeah. How long, how long do you keep saying it has potential? It's been ten years or whatever. Are you gonna keep saying it has potential? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm asking. When do you stop? With a company like Uber, it's they have people in the past have tried to become huge competitors to them, but a lot of people have failed. The only few people that su- succeeded, right? So like Bolt, um, some other one in the US. 
and like things like that. If you're an investor to Uber, you'd be you'd be excited about that fact, even though they're not no, they're not making profit right now. You see that any other person trying to get in that into that space fails. But what if has potential to make profit? What if the business model actually just isn't profitable? Is this not? A- then you adjust it when the time comes. When, when, because right been, now, David, it's been ten years. I'm not investing in Uber. If if I was, I would. I mean, I'll still keep my shares in Uber. You should still keep your shares in Uber. Uber that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think the shares value is now even like how well the company's doing anymore. I feel like it's not. It's I not mean, but it's that. it's never been about. I mean, it's kind of been. It's kind of like how well the company is doing, but ultimately it's people sentiment towards it. And people are like, oh, Uber is like a dominant player in this industry. So it must be good. So that's why it's valued high. I mean, but that's, but then- that's an error. Surely that's an error because a share is, a share is like from based on the definition of a share, right? You're meant to have a share so you can partake in the company's profits. And per share is a metric. But- <laughs> yes. That's not that's not what appears to be the case anymore. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but markets are flawed. It doesn't make sense to own an unprofitable share. It does in the it does, but it depends on the time frame. Obviously, for ten years, you're going to be like, "What is Uber doing?" But the things that you're still getting, you're still getting, like benefit from owning Uber shares because if you bought them like let's say five years ago, they've appreciated in value. So even though you're not getting any- yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The appreciation in value is not caused by profitability. It's, co- it's caused, it's, it's more like people's predictions that they will be prof- profitable. Yeah. They think they're gonna be profitable, right? And they yeah. haven't, and there's no signs of them becoming profitable anytime soon. Well, I guess they've also grown, right? In terms of their consumers or their customers. But they've also taken the costs. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like Netflix. Netflix has just been raising debt, debt, debt. And now Netflix is also increasing their prices um, in the US. Yeah, I, saw that. I saw that. So it's like, what are they trying to, when is it going to be profitable? Because Netflix used to be a really hot stock, just in general. But I think now it's Netflix, kind of done. Netflix down. IPO was 2002. Ooh. The first one is now 2020, and they're not. No, but but see how different they are from 2002 and 2020 now. And look, look at their growth. Look, look at look at um their market. Actually, they're losing market dominance. Look at um. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribers, did you see the last earnings call? It was terrible. Uh, Wait, wait. Take it back to 2018. Do 2002 to 2018. That was a good period from for Netflix. As in, I'm just wondering, like, at which point do you say this this doesn't like this does not make sense in terms of investors get tired. This is just this is just human human like almost emotion kind of feeding this Netflix right now and human. I don't Mm. know. Is it optimism? I don't know what you call it. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Because Amazon don't pay their shareholders any dividends. Like, any profit that they make, they just invest it back into the company for different initiatives. Yeah, and that's Jeff Bezos' like, philosophy that he doesn't think you should be paying um, dividends to shareholders. 
So, like, bruh, markets are flawed. Like, shit. If market, markets behave rationally, a lot of us wouldn't have a job. So, you know, we wouldn't. Markets... We wouldn't have a job if markets are perfectly rational. If markets are perfectly. Why? Wait, what? Because let's say something happens, right? Like they have an earnings call, bad news, and it just goes to like a level. It just goes to a, a, a level that you know it's going to go. So it's now just going to be betting almost, as opposed to you trying to predict how the pe- different people are going to react to the info, um, to the information. Mean, trade, traders won't have a job. That's what you mean. Yeah. I meant traders, yeah. Oh, fairs. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what is that? No, no, they, would, they still would. They still would. They still would. Because you need... just Uber is not making money. Netflix, huh? but the role of the role of a trader is to provide a market, right? So you still need someone to do that to facilitate yeah, yeah. transactions. So, but then yeah. if markets were rational, the amount of money you make is very yeah. Yeah. So then, if if you like, if you're just then there wouldn't be any like discrepancies necessarily between buy and sell prices, right? Because if you just know yeah. the price of something is just one pound, bro, why are you trying to skim off like being an intermediary when I can just... No, because the issue is if, if everyone is trying to sell it, someone has to buy it. That's why yeah. you sell it. But then demand and supply now, it's going to, it's going to, ma- it's going to cross at the perfect price. <laughs> like, I'm going into the cons. I'm going to the cons. Mixed course. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. I just find it interesting because to me, it's just like, like it's like it's kind of like back to that Tesla thing a little bit, a little bit. Like, I don't want to bring it up. <laughs> but like, at what point are you like, guys? This this doesn't. It's it's not making sense the numbers it's not making sense i get that you think all right uber's growing okay they're the only ones who do this but what if the business model actually just is not is this not the one but you're always just saying oh it's okay give them give them a few years give them a few years yeah i don't know i don't know a lot of these but a lot of successful startups took a long time to make profits that's the thing how long is long how long did it take i, I guess mean, it depends on the investor then like how long is long if you have a lot of money long might not be that short for you i don't know if you guys caught my drift but like basically <laughs> if you're I, and I'm, I'm assuming again, but I assume that if I had a lot of money, and, a lot of money, and, and I was investing into Uber, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind waiting a few years or a couple of years before to get profitable. But if I had little money and I just want to get my earnings for profits, then I mean, the thing is that for some, so some people they'll have to wait like 15 years. So I mean, that's a long time, no matter what, like what stage you're at. But profits are just one metric to determine how good the company is doing. There's several other metrics. Yeah, but then it's like as a shareholder, though. Kind like of. in theory, in theory, yeah. 
shareholders should care that a company is. Because I feel like right now, people are trading shares. Like Tani said, it's kind of like, oh, this share will be more valuable in two years. But it's not actually because the company is making more money necessarily. But they're putting themselves in a position to make more money. That is why but it's rising. Not, but they're not making more money, David. Worry about those details later. This is a long-term project. This is my point. This is my point. That should be the most important detail. <laughs> that is literally about the <laughs> 2000. That's what happened in 2008. <laughs> like, bro. Like, yeah, we'll give these mortgages. People will pay them. Yeah, they'll get. They'll be able to pay. You know, give them a house. They'll get a job. Yeah, they'll pay. And then you just see everything crumbling from the bottom. Just the whole. What do you call that? The Jenga. You know the. You know how. Oh Ryan, yeah. Ryan Gosling or Ryan Reynolds. Ryan yeah. Gosling. He had the the Jenga thing, and he just yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. That was. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Anyway, TV series. Watch Billions, guys. Billions is amazing. Yeah, I should watch Billions. I didn't find it's, it that good, you know. It's a bit messed up, though, how he got his money, though. That's the controversial thing at the start. Because he profited off 9-11. Like, what, he shorted airline stocks right after um, the plane crash. I just made Billions. You see, that's fair. Because... Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. Bro, that's fair because, bro, people make money when they're disasters. It's like the whole Bill Ackman guy making money from COVID. And yeah, I think it's the whole point of getting emotion out of your investing, right? If you want to make money, you have to do what's needed to be done. I sound like, I said it like you, you have to kill someone as I do what's needed. <laughs> no, but you, you know, the messed up thing was that um, his brother in law was also in the company. And was it was he a firefighter? Did he go? He went. What did he do? I think he was a firefighter or something. Yeah, like he went inside the building, and then you have him just when he ran to computer to go and short stocks. Right. <laughs> I said right. <laughs> Why did you just tell me that? <laughs> nah, that does not change Josh's opinion. At all. <laughs> Josh doesn't care. I don't know. I don't know. Right. The thing is, let's say a computer was trading for you, right? The computer would have just captured all them gains. If the computer had like the sense to know that this exactly. mistake would do airlines, it would just do it. Yeah. But then it just it also speaks to the human side of an individual, you know. That's that's what's kind of alarming. If you as a human are able to detach emotion that like well and just go to your computer and start showing airlines, that's crazy. Yeah. I think that's the first thing that comes into <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that it's always at the back of your head, like you're unconsciously just searching for opportunities. That is cool though. Like, especially the bad. Um, like, <laughs> you just said 11 was cool. That's what you said. But what? What? I mean, <laughs> you can always relate events, like global events, to like how they will transpire, what the markets will happen in markets. Like, if wow. you're like, connected, that's, that's, that's actually very cool. Sounds just like, like cover letter. <laughs> in my cover letter. See you guys. Sounds like cover letter vibes. No, but it's true. It's like it's actually true. Cause a lot of people, when COVID happened, they weren't thinking about you weren't thinking, oh my days, oh travel's gonna be affected. Let me do airlines. 
oh, this is, um, restaurants are going to be um, affected. Let me show this. No, you weren't thinking maybe, it's actually crazy because you know how we talked about, uh, no, like, you know, the whole um, George Floyd shooting thing and the whole um, cameras. So then there was, there was going to be a bill passed to um, then say um, policemen will have to have cameras on them, like body cameras at all times. So then yeah. some people on Reddit were then like, oh, this is an opportunity to make money. Go and buy like the camera, like the, the company that um, makes these cameras, right? So some people were doing that and making money off that. And it's like, in the light of all this happened, how are you even able to get there and say, okay, let's just fashy all this happened, fashy all the riots, fashy all the deaths and everything. And just say, okay, I'm going to do that. That's that's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It that people can do like that. So, yeah. I don't know. So the way I think of it is whatever field you are in, you have to be so like buried in, in your work that all of these events does not really affect you. I don't know, like it might be messed up and I'll cut this out if this is messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but like in my head, it's like, bro, like think of like the smartest people in the world, like would they, they would hardly be swayed by global events because you're just like banging out their work. Even if it's like finance or like you're in your room coding, tech, etc., or like you're doing some, I don't know, bio virus curing uh, drug, like you'd always be so intense in your work. Um, but that's not necessarily a good thing because you need to be sensitive to social, like what's happening socially. Like you can't say, oh, this person, like, you can't say, oh, somebody just died in front of my house. That means they're going to need to put more security cameras around the thing. Let me go and buy that company. Like the first thing, that can be the first thing that you think, like, yeah <laughs> it's messed up but like people think like that and then like they earn money and then people see them in those high positions and they're like i want to be like him but like do you actually have the capitalist structure? do you know what i mean like it's a it, symptom of the capitalist structure mate dismantle it dismantle the capitalism yeah i agree what but 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 yeah, it's it's messed. It's messed. It's Bro, messed you know, in billions when they shorted the Nige currency, I was I said we need to short Naira now. I was just laughing. It's always short Naira. Today short Naira. Guys, <laughs> this is advice. Short Naira today. They're like, oh my dear, that was funny. That was actually so funny. Oh, Such a shambles of a place, bro. Another yeah. news, NSARS, guys. NSARS. Oh, what does NSARS mean for the Nigerian economy? Tell me your take. I'm interested. NSARS mean for the Nigerian economy? Yeah. I think it's very unclear what it means. Because on one hand, you could say that it could mean that um, reform should happen in terms of government, in terms of the um, structures that are in place. But on the other hand, like if you're trying to, if you're um, researching in Nigeria, you could just use it as sort of a case study to see how and like how a country, how a third world country would react to protests. Because we've never had these sort of democratic protests before in Africa. It just things just they just get shut down. But now because of the global scale of it, you can look at it as okay, what's actually gonna happen? What's actually gonna change? But in t I don't think it's gonna change anything. So like yeah, at least in the in the short term, in five to ten years, I don't think it's gonna change a lot. So I don't see any new opportunities at all. Like it's still the same old Nigeria, at least in the next 10 years. Because it still has to be a change of 
opinion, the way people think, people's attitudes to government and stuff like that, that all has to change. And yeah, I don't think there's any opportunity That's fair. right now. But then again, I'm biased and I'm Nigerian. So I'm really not biased and, towards Nigeria. Sorry? Not biased towards Nigeria. No, but I'm, being, I'm thinking emotionally as well. I'm not thinking objectively as a country that's happening, like something's happening. I'm thinking like, from an emotional standpoint. So I might not be able to see um, opportun opportunities in that sense of the word, so yeah. All the politicians in Nige, they need to go. They need to go. They need to go. They're, 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 oh my. <laughs> what do you think Biden needs to go? Like, they need to leave office? Not, I, I'm not about to say anything, but they, just need, they need to go in to find a way, in to find a way to remove them, because, again, I don't want to get started. We, I, will, I, I have uh, a question. I have a question. Would we be having this conversation assuming one of us were like it was a child of a politician? Would you be saying this? I'm actually very curious. As in... Like, would you, say, would you say... The father needs to go? Yeah, exactly. Things like that. <laughs> Maybe he does. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> I don't know what you mean to say. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, you you can't you won't go and say, "Guy, your father is a goat." You need to get out of here. <laughs> 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 you be like, I mean, open your eyes now. You can see what your daddy or you like what your mom is doing. Like, come on now. You be like, have you spoken to him at all about what's going on? What is it? What are his opinions? You know, but it's not it's not productive to sort of condemn people. So. I mean, that's not the way forward, kind of. You just have to fashy. Like, it's not really a condemn thing. It's not like you even have to say all of them, like, need to just go to jail. You just have to be like, yeah, I'm not giving these guys the light of day. I'm not going to vote for them. They're not even in, on my radar. That's what has to happen. And then that change in attitude isn't going to happen overnight. So, yes, but that's not all you can. Ah, ah. Because if you put all of them in jail, okay, the next people that come into government, are you telling me they're going to be different? I feel like they'll be slightly, these guys are the worst of the worst. They are the bottom of the pound. They deserve the worst. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be worse. The bottom of the pound are the next people coming in. Hey, no, no. Oh, my days. These guys have been here since since this country started. They have been the ones still. Boo Boo is 77. They've, they've been stealing the They've been stealing money since the start of this country. Anything will be better. It can't be the same people. It can't be the same people hurting this country again. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I've learned how to not get angry about this picture because it's long. It's very long. Like, every country, <sighs> even UK, it's a shambles, bro. It's a shambles. You see, you see what they said about the, the free school meals? Yeah. Democracy, democracy is flawed. I actually don't understand that. Derek, you can explain to me what's going on, please. Because, like, why aren't they just giving kids food? I'm confused. <laughs> no, so basically what it is, is in term time, you would get free school, free school meals if you're, like, below a certain earning threshold, whatever. Like, if you're poor, basically. So when you go to school, you'll get, you'll get food calm. But then what they're saying is because of COVID, like a lot of those type of people, their parents would have lost their jobs because you know a lot of them would have been like working part-time or zero hour contract. So then they wouldn't have a job. So then it's just even more of a pressure. So then when like half term comes around, 
they don't have enough money to feed their children during half term. So what they're saying is, can you just extend for like a week? Just just give out free school meals for a week. And they said no. Yeah, and they, the government was like, nah, we're not on it. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, they shouldn't be parenting other people's kids. Bro, it's literally like that's fucked up. It's so come on. Like it's it's so it's so bad. I just ah. but they will go and spend money and eat out to help out. That exactly. that is going to create second lockdown. Is okay. oh and man. then there was and like when you look at in this COVID period, like where money has gone, like even the amount they spent on like the track and trace app that failed. One useless app that nobody uses. They're spending like millions, billions on this app. Like apparently it was like two billion, two billion pounds. Apparently they spent two billion pounds on the app. Bro, two billion pounds on an app. Yeah. And they can't feed children for a week. Where are the but, priorities? Like, how is Marcus Rashford having to do like I don't get it? Doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense. Like, Literally, he has most. The whole purpose of a government is to act in the best interest of its people and to protect its people and to ensure blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And they're not feeding, they're not feeding people, but they're spending two billion on an app. And it's obvious someone profited heavily off that two billion that they spent on that app because it did not cost them two billion when they outsourced the coding to India to make this. Would you then say like, if there was a, like um said track and trace company right they said oh we have a the um ability to create an app are you telling me this valuation is going to be two bill right off the bat that's, that's, that's what i'm saying i think it's like several parties right so the the technical consultants the actual consulting firm the I, the technology company etc yeah like it's just silly it's just silly but yeah democracy democracy has its flaws guys you know I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna radicalize you guys. Oh god, god! I don't. I don't want to get angry right now. I actually don't want to get angry. Oh my goodness! We're back to the books. <laughs> <laughs> back to the books and the series. <laughs> oh my days! Little little die. What's the word? Little diversion. diversion. What else is there to talk about? <laughs> what series am I trying to watch? There's a new series coming on HBO about working in a bank. I think it's in the sales and trading thing. It looks cool, but I mean, the trader looks cool. I can't remember the name. Ah, I'll put it in the description. Well. Uh, you guys should also read, I uh, forgot the name. It's Africa. Jimovia. Yeah, Jimovia. Africa Rise and Shine. Africa Rise and Shine. If you're very passionate about Africa, I think Nigeria specifically, then, and also entrepreneurship, you should, you should read the book. Um, now that I've read the summary, because I only started, and when I talked to you guys earlier, I said I was more about Africa, but it's actually a lot more about entrepreneurship. So he talks about like the key skills of being an entrepreneur, how to survive being an entrepreneur, um, how to survive in Nigeria, how to survive in Africa, etc. cetera. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Surviving in Nigeria for those guys is luck and knowing, knowing politicians. Uh, what he <laughs> said, I think this was, to me, this was the most important point I saw in the summary. He said, um, I'm just going to quote it. He Joshua, said, did you read this book? Did you just I, read the summary? I read the first two chapters. I am currently reading the book. 
Oh, oh. I had to read the summary before I can flip in recommend it to anyone. <laughs> because, uh, but he was he, he basically said never undermine the importance of a powerful brand, and that's how he got most of the contracts in his early days for Bosnian Bank. So, if you're planning on starting a company, guys, you should really put in much value into getting a good network, improving your personal brand, brand equity is everything, guys. Um, opportunities are always going to be there. Yeah, we work. We work with was so beautiful huh? as a concept, but you know, I mean, they got caught out because they 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 faked it, but yeah, then really... people clocked they faked it, so it was too. <laughs> they're saying like they're a tech company or whatever, but there's a real estate. Literally, you're managing property. You want to be like you want to have 10 billion valuation. No, mate. And <laughs> it was like 48. What but aren't they like a like what are they at? It's they were like a like end of last year, they were like at eight. But Fair. I mean they were towered for four years. Yeah. That's very true. We work at just a real estate company. That's all you do, right? Thing is, do they even own the real estate? Because I feel like a lot of those offices, they, they, they actually rent them and then re-rent them, if that makes sense. I think so. I yeah. Think so. so, yeah. I mean... But they add some service, you know, you get... um, What do you get We work Some Wi-Fi. drinks. Wi-Fi. <laughs> good, guys. <laughs> and they have some problems. You know the nice biscuits, bro. bro. So this is, what, this is what they wanted to value at 40 bill. Biscuits. Bro, take my money. <laughs> Take all of my money. Need forty billion biscuits inside one building. Say one. <laughs> 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 but yeah, what other books have I? I haven't read. Oh, this is I haven't finished this book, but Thinking Fast and Slow. You know that's the ultimate book. <laughs> Bro, Tani, you're still on page like seventeen. No, I'm. Where I'm, part, I'm like a third. I mean, like I've read a third of it. But oh, it's basically about trying, like knowing the parts of your brain and how you make decisions, basically. Because it be, like the main thing that's talking about is the fact that you have kind of two systems in your brain, system one and system two. System one is for like low computationally heavy um, thoughts or like um, computations, Ugh, computation all the time. And system two is for like the big things. Like if someone asks you 45 times 36, you're not going to, you can't do that off the top of your head. Go someone ask you like, <laughs> someone ask you like ten times ten. You already know the answer for most of us, right? Most of us. <laughs> so, fairs, yeah. fairs. It's kind of saying like, okay, let's say you're you're trying to make decisions and you're always using your system two all the time, which is the more like the one that takes more strain on your brain. It then affects your system one as well, so you start to make bad decisions as well because. You're always trying to not think as much as well. So you have to be very aware of like how these things come into play. And it's very interesting. I think it's good for like just psychology. And it, you can also apply it into, let's say, economics, business as, and business as well. So you know how to talk to people as well and how to like, yeah, just relate to people. But how does that relate to talking to people? Like the system one versus system two? Because... You don't want to, I can't think of any examples right now because I don't even know what they're talking about. But it's like, you don't want to say kind of too much. You don't, 
um, you don't want to come off with so much. So you, like, let's say you're introducing yourself. You always have to keep it sort of brief and clear, like, um, like very straight. You don't have to, you don't want to say like, oh, my name's Tani. I've lived in three countries, this, this, and that. I've done this, this, and that. Like, you don't want to take someone everywhere because then they have to now start trying to memorize what you're saying. Uh, I see. Okay. So you just say, oh, my name's Tani, this, that. And then people are still listening. They haven't had to, like, use the actual brain. So then when you now start talking... So they don't use system two, they just use system one. So it's yeah. easier. I remember, I remember seeing something like that, though, about, like, how your brain has like, a certain amount of, like, decisions that it can make in a day, kind of before it gets yeah. tired. So like you, that's why a lot of people, they automate things. So, or not, auto, maybe automate is the wrong word, but like they'll wear the same thing basically kind of every day to work. Cause it's just one less decision that they have to make in the morning about uh, what am I gonna exactly. wear? Does this yes. work? Cause it, it uses like brain power. So you want to save that for when you actually need it at work or whatever. Yeah. You even need this at work. <laughs> Yikes. Some jobs do. Some people are doctors and surgeons. That's what I mean. Breakfast, and now you can't, you can't take out whatever organ. Yikes. But some of us are not doing actual real jobs. We're just doing PowerPoint. So. Some yeah. of us. Yeah. But then I was also talking about, like, let's say you've had a stressed day, right? So you had to use your system too all day. That's what I'm and, saying. And, and now you're hungry, right? And you're, what not am I gonna gonna eat? You're, not, you're not you're not gonna like make food some next thing you're just gonna go like mcdonald's, McDonald's. is that yeah. <laughs> then you the just, vibes your decisions after are just gonna be based on the fact that your your brain has been strained so and the thing is you kind of get it you kind of get it as well because like you know when you're younger yeah and your parents come back from work and you're just asking them questions like what's for dinner what you doing? <laughs> Just allow me, bro. I'm tired. I'm tired. I've been working all day. Can you leave me alone. Man? I need, I need a rest. I need a break. But then yeah. you don't get it until until you're there. So, yeah. So then once you understand that, and you're like, okay, this person's probably been busy. So that's why they might be telling me to do something that is probably not the best decision. You can kind of understand people more as well. So yeah. you won't get vexed at the person. You just be like, okay, this guy's had a long day. And he's probably had to use a system two for two months. <laughs> now he's thinking out of a system one, you know. <laughs> so like it comes into play a lot. And like that's like the main thing I took. I like so let's say you want to go about your day, right? That's why scheduling is so important and like having a plan. It's because you don't want like you having to make decisions on a day-to-day, like when you're saying, Oh, how am I gonna get to uni? Should I take bus or take tram? Yeah. You don't want that to be the reason. Why, when you get into yeah. uni or when you start working, you're already stressed, right? So you just have to have a set schedule. And like plan, plan like what yeah. we're actually going to do the next day before the day comes, rather than on the day planning what you're going to do that day. And then you've already like wasted energy just trying to decide what I'm going to do before you've even done it. So then it's like, but if you decide the night before, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 and this tomorrow, then tomorrow you can just wake up and do it. Yeah, you need to write everything down, literally, or else, like, you, yeah, you can't just say, oh, I'll just remember it tomorrow at some point. You need to write everything down. WhatsApp chats with yourself. Second brain, guys. I mean, that's a, that's a topic for another um, podcast discussion, but yeah. Second brain, guys. Basically, just summarizes all of what you guys have said. 
Yeah. But yeah, it's a really, it's been really like eye-opening, the thinking process. It's actually really good. But it's just funny because all the time, like, People are like, yeah, I want to work in business. I'll read Thinking Fast and Slow because now I'm going to like develop the way to talk to people. And I don't want to say manipulate because manipulate is a strong word, but you understand how to talk to people, how to get the best out of people as well. The best out of people, guy. (laughs) 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 Oh, my days. I want to get the best out of you. That's why I'm doing this to you. Yeah, make the best out of your conversations and interactions with people, you know. Extract the, inform- the important information. You don't have to go with this ZDR. So, yeah. It's pretty cool. 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 Thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you have any suggestions like books, movies, um, series, feel free to DM us. And also um, episode ideas, also feel free to DM us. Thank you. That's at Money and Mandem. So yeah, see you guys next time on Money and Mandem. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you tune into the next episode of Money and Mandem. <laughs>